Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing shiurim in the Sefer Lukutim Mahoran. We left off in the middle of an explanation of this wondrous story of Rabbi Barbar Khanna. If you haven't heard the few previous podcasts, I recommend you go back to get the entirety and context of what it is that we're learning now. We're going to pick it up right from Lukutim Mahoran. Here we go from Zeh Perish. This is the explanation of the following. Vayomer Hashem el Moshe, Kra'es Yoshua. And Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Call for Yehoshua, summon him. Moshe hu nekuda ha'elyoyna, v'yoshua hu nekuda ha'tachtoyna. That Moses is this upper piece of the Aleph, as we had explained earlier, and Yehoshua, Joshua, is the lower point of the Aleph, as we had also learned before. V'his yatsvu ba'oyel, and present yourself in the tent, zebachinas ha'rakia. This corresponds to the Firmament or the skies, Bechinas Havav Shibasecha Aleph, which corresponds to the Vav, that diagonal line that is in the middle of the letter Aleph. Continuing in the Pasik, Vatsavenu, and I will command him, or in this case, I will appoint him, meaning Yoshua, to be the next leader. What does this mean? Because it was necessary for Moshe Rabbeinu to then pass down. Everything to Joshua, the entirety of his leadership. The Ain Shilton Mavis, as Shlomo Amelech teaches us, there is no authority, no absolute leadership on the day of one's death. Because at the time of the passing of a tzaddik, the time that a tzaddik is going to die, he does not have this authority or strength to really illuminate into someone else. Meaning, if Moshe Rabbeinu waited too long, he wouldn't be able to pass the torch. And that's why in the Pasuk, God told Moshe, Ani ba'atzmi, I'm going to do it. Why I? Because Moshe is about to die. So Moshe doesn't have the the same strength that he would have had a few days ago. On this day, this sense of leadership for Moshe Rabbeinu has returned back to Hashem. So therefore, Hashem says, bring him to the tent. The tent will serve as our conduit, if you will, as the way through which we'll transfer this energy, this ultimate leadership. And I, says Hashem, will pass on the torch, the mantle of leadership of the Jewish people. And the rule, generally, the entire idea that we've been learning thus far is all included in the shape of the letter Aleph. We should be very careful to think about the different parts of the Aleph, the upper part, the middle Vav, and the lower part. The upper part is referring to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu needed to transfer the Masora, the mantle of leadership needed to be passed down. That happens through the Vav, which is the firmament, the Ohel, the space that's passed down, connecting to that final Yud on the bottom, that Chirik, that point on the bottom, which represents Yoshua. There's a flow, you can almost picture it, running from the top down to the middle, up to the other side, to the bottom of the Aleph. And this is the concept that our rabbi spoke about. That before the Jewish people enter into the land, meaning Eretz Yisrael, it's important to be so careful to fulfill the following three mitzvos. What are they? To totally wipe out 
any trace of Amalek, this evil nation, the embodiment of everything that is terrible in the world. And to build the Beis Amigdash. And lastly, to crown for yourself a king. Let's break these three points down a little bit. To wipe out Amalek, this is the concept of Yoshua, of Joshua, Nekuda Tachtoina, who is this lower point of the Aleph. Ki Iker Mechias Amalek, Talui Behoshua, because the main life force of Amalek is dependent upon Yoshua. How can that be? Rabbi Nachman brings a proof text, Kamosha Kasev, like it says in the verse in Shemos, say, Hilachem Ba'amalek. Moshe Rabbeinu says to Yoshua, Go and fight Amalek. And this is explained more in the Zohar. That was the first proof text. Now here's for the second. And to build the Beis HaMikdash, this is the mitzvah that is dependent upon Moses, who's the upper part of the Aleph. Whoever has for himself knowledge, it's as if he built the Beis HaMikdash in his days. And Moshe Rabbeinu is this concept of knowledge. And lastly, to crown for oneself a king, to appoint a king. This is this concept of the firmament, the airspace, if you will. This is the vav that is in the middle of the aleph, that diagonal line. Bringing a proof text that we saw earlier in this Torah. That a star will travel from Yaakov. Which is telling us that a king will arise, will come forth from Jacob. What does that mean? When it's talking about the kochavim, the stars, this is the rakia, the firmament, the sky space. Which has within it both the stars and the constellations. And namely, the from Yaakov, what does that mean? Ki Yaakov ishtam yoshev oyhalim. Yaakov was a perfect person who dwelled in tents. Bechinus rakia. The tent is the concept of the rakia, the skies. Kemosha kasiv, like the Pasuk says. Be'im tachem ka'oyhel. And he spread it or stretched it out like a tent. Kamavar bazor, as the Zohar explains. She Yaakov hu bechinus vav. Because Yaakov is the concept of vav. The vav is stretched out just like a tent is stretched out, just like the rakia is stretched out over our, our world space. Because these three mitzvos that we just discussed, wiping out Amalek, building the Beis HaMikdash, and appointing a king over the Jewish people, are all correspondent to Tshuva, and we should understand this well. The Bir Halikutim brings in something tremendous. He lets us know that the word Shuva, meaning repentance, are the same osios, the same letters as busha, as embarrassment. Going back to the earlier parts of the Torah, linking together beautifully the ideas of tshuva and busha, of repentance and of embarrassment. That moment of embarrassment is so critical for the ability to make tshuva or God forbid not. When we are embarrassed, we have the choice to stay silent in heart and mind or, God forbid, to get upset and to get frustrated and to yell and to scream and do the opposite of what is necessary for the tshuva process to really take effect. To sum up what it is that we learned today, Moshe Rabbeinu was hearing from Hashem. 
if you want your light to continue to shine to the Jewish people, you have to pass it on. Being the day of your death, you must give it back to me because on the day of the death of a tzaddik, his power is not as strong as it once was. So give your power back to me and then I, says Hashem, will be able to pass that along to Yoshua. How does this work? It's all under the Ohel, inside the tent. For this process to take effect, there has to be some type of overarching connection, a passageway, if you will, from the upper light to the lower light, from the Moshe to the Yehoshua, from the rabbi to the student. This is not exclusive to Moshe Rabbeinu and to Yehoshua. This is to any righteous person and their student, their Talmidim. Now to close this out and make it real for us, if we want to become that next generation in the link of the Messorah, if we want to become the lights, the leaders of the Jewish people, we must bring ourselves into the tents of the tzaddikim. We have to come close. We have to recognize those tremendous leaders and bring ourselves close to them and allow our light to touch that vav, that connecting piece that then connects to the Moshe Rabbeinu, the aspect of Moshe in the tzaddikim of our generation. Now, to add a side point of the learning of Lakut Maharan, you may have noticed that much of what we learned today was seemingly repetition of previous shiurim. That was not by accident, and that was not at all a mistake. As we know, throughout the Torahs, there are certain pieces of Lakut Maharan that say, Lashon Rabbeinuzal, meaning these words were taken directly from the manuscripts of Rabbi Nachman himself. And then there are pieces that were notes that were taken from Reb Nassin and then were edited and approved by the Rebbe. Some of the commentaries let us know that this last piece in Torah Vav is an addition that Reb Nassin added to ensure clarity. If you know, it was almost a summary of that which we learned before, ensuring an element of crystal clarity from Reb Nassin to the rest of us, to our generation and generations to come. May we be zochet to internalize these ideas, to come into the tents of the tzaddikim, be able to grab that torch of leadership for the next generation, and when, God forbid, someone embarrasses us in public, we should have the strength to be absolutely silent in both heart, mind, and speech. Wishing everyone a beautiful day.